0: Floats it inside, 50 Kaczynski again, going for four Gave it off to Bruce. shrugs, goals Scrimshaw, part of the seas Went for home And nails it Mitchell heads along, to a two-on-two Butts goes flying Kaczynski back of the
1: pack Hawthorne well and truly alive Jeff off and running
0: Pumps it towards the wing Huge mark loss Bruce almost collects it Mike Crummet, shrug off no goal kicker, sensational Hawthorn, and what a classic—a high-scoring, free-flowing,
1: retro-style epic.
0: It was a heart-stopper in Launceston, the Hawks mounting a stunning second-half comeback to pinch the four points from Adelaide, and we were there to witness every second of it. We've had ourselves a huge week in Tassie, and it's been a big weekend for the club too, with all three Hawthorne teams posting wins. Naturally, there's plenty to talk about, so let's get down to business here on the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and Tiz, we'd better start with the big win. Well, first time in Tassie, and
1: uh, halftime, I'm thinking... Do you want to get the early flight?
0: Oh, no, you weren't. You were way more (laughs) optimistic than that. I was the one that was downcast. I was not sure we were going to climb our way back into that. It was just that they kicked every goal every time they went in the forward 50. It was quite ridiculous. If there was anything, you know, that you could call an omen to say, oh, look, it's Adelaide's day, it was the fact that they couldn't bloody miss. Whatever they did, every time they went forward and had a shot, it just sailed through. And the debutants
1: kicking them from everywhere, yes. crumming packs, kicking goals, then giving it to the crowd. And um, you know, they were we weren't out of the contest, but they were so clean in their forward yep. fifty that uh, anyway, they had the wind that quarter.
0: Of course, we'd had the wind in the first. Yeah, a, a ten gold quarter in the end to Adelaide, and uh, our defence looked. Probably for the first time this year, like hopelessly second rate, like absolutely powerless. And that's saying something. We've played some really good teams. We've played Richmond, we've played Geelong, but I reckon this is the first time this year where it was like, oh, we we can't do anything to stop
1: this. Well, Clarko said post-match that they did not expect that forward set up because three tools, they hadn't done it before, hadn't run with it. So they weren't prepared. And eventually he made a change, put Timmy O'Brien in the back half and didn't do
0: well. The predictive powers of this podcast were off the chain this week between us and our special guest, Andrew Johnston. uh, A lot of what we talked about last week actually came to pass, which is a bit spooky. Tim O'Brien going into defence was something that all three of us advocated for. Didn't expect to see it, but it did happen, and didn't it just work a treat?
1: Oh, he took a couple of very good marks, very good relieving marks, and they kicked two goals for the second half. Uh, And that's without Burgoyne back there as well. You've got to Mm. remember that he went off. And on came Finn McGuinness. Yes, we used our injury sub. (laughs) Well, he was ready to go, wasn't he? I think that is the key difference. Adelaide, what a shambles. Uh, Well, they're managing that story now. They said they just wanted him for the first rotation of the fourth quarter. Oh, yes. okay. So they just said, go and take your time. It's all about
0: player management, having him... Ready without actually being ready. Yes, that's the message you want to put out uh, at the end of a game. That it's a heart-stopping thriller. Just take your time, boys. No worries. We'll get back into this. 32 points they got it out to. Yeah, it was a very impressive comeback. Not one that I saw coming. I think it was um, on the back of Jago Romero's effort, really. He was the MVP again. What a season he's having. 31 touches today. Uh, 16 of those contested possessions. The most of any hawkey out there. Five clearances, five tackles. 471 metres gained and kicked 1-1, one, one if you don't mind. So you thought he was best on ground, not Cosie, Because this
1: is always one one for the ages, this question. Is it the bloke who finishes it or the bloke who sets it up? Two touches in the first quarter, Jager. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Okay, what did he do in the second quarter? 10, 9, 10 for the rest of the match. Yeah, okay. How does that happen? I don't know, but that, what you've just underscored there is when the game was on the line... Like really on the line when we were up against him in the second quarter and indeed when we were climbing back into it, into the contest, he was there. He was present and he was effective.
1: I'm giving it to Cozzy. and he's oh. also and he's also getting the rising star this week ahead of the yeah. nuts at the other end. <laughs> Phil
0: Thorpe. Phil Thorpe had an outstanding game on debut, but yeah, if it's if it's between those two, it has to go to Cozzy. For a start, you got Cozzy with eleven score involvements, which is a team high, and that's five more I think than Philthorpe. So that alone I think separates him.
1: Pretty frustrating first half, especially that second quarter. We were shown up coaching wise. I think we were out coached. Yeah, how oh, sorry? Well, our transition in the football was terrible. Mm. Uh, we were cut off many, many times, and uh, we were lacking options up the line and inside. Mm-hmm. So I thought Adelaide set up very well against us. And then Clarko comes in at half time, and unlike I tweeted he might do, which is, you know, screen paint off the walls, uh, he just restructured yeah, and set them out again. And we had a little
0: bit of luck with the wind going with us in <laughs> both quarters. So I'm talking about. Andrew Johnson actually said last week on this <laughs> podcast, that little pocket of winds over near the Carlton Draft stand side, where the ball just hangs, mm. Adelaide just had no answer for it. That, that was a classic case of one team playing it better than the other. Well, there was one kick
1: uh, for Taylor Walker in that first quarter, where he hung it out to the left mm. and it came back, so he knew what he was doing. Yes, I, he, I remember the
0: exact kick you're talking about. But yeah,
1: he completely faded. Oh, he vanished. Yeah, yeah in the second half. And it, well played by Frosty in the end. It, it's it's very much the it's a very juvenile performance from from the Hawthorne players, don't you think? They're uh, you know they they get these runs against them and they. They fall back into bad patterns. Then they go back in. They get told by the coach, hey, this is what you need to be doing, boys.
0: Then they come out. If they do it well enough, it usually works. It's a team that's very slowly developing maturity. Yeah. The the signs of an immature side will lose focus, lose concentration, and and lose on the scoreboard. But there were some great signs. That Scrimshaw goal, that got me up and about. That was massive. Yeah, it got him up and about too. That was uh, his first goal, first career goal for Scrimmer. Was it really? It was really, yep.
1: I remember him having a shot down here one time and then being immediately pulled off onto the bench. He, <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that? I do, yeah. <laughs> so he kicked a beauty, lovely left foot goal from that pocket we were talking about. And uh, there was a massive moment right in front of us, yeah. which was uh, Cozzy's
0: goal over the back and Bruce wore the pack. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, That absolutely. was a massive moment. Yeah, and probably bad form from the Adelaide Adelaide opponent to commit to that contest. I think. Her, if, I if know if you influenced the ball. That contest's all over. No goal. But. Yeah, he was doing the team thing, but when it doesn't come off, you can see the goal uh, straight away because he just charges into an open goal. And I think that was one of the key turning points of the game. Because uh, we hadn't looked so strong up until that point. Uh, let's talk about Cozy, 14 disposals, 9 marks, most on the field, uh, 3 contested, a team high, 11 score involvements, as I said, kicked 5-3 in the end and had 2 goal assists. So a pretty big day out. Um, and 5-3 is the difference from Philthorpe as well. Uh, Phil Thorpe had 5 straight. Just, <laughs> a, just a few more scoring shots for Cozy, which I think, you know, Looking a bit more likely there. God, it looked hard to kick it at the other end at the end of that game. It did, it did. Phil Thorpe had a chance to
1: win it too, didn't he? Fantastic to see two young forwards mm. leading the scoring. I don't think that happened. I can't remember the last time that happened. But five each, that's
0: that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun for both clubs. Uh, more fun for us, obviously, given the scoreboard. But uh, it was an entertaining day out of the footy. And uh, speaking of entertaining, what about this guy who just sets it alight every time he walks out in the field? What about CJ? Well, I bought the badge as we entered the ground. You know, this is really strange because you bought the badge for CJ who burst through, surged through the centre of the ground, blistering pace, delivers it lace out (laughs) to the guy that I bought the badge for, Mitch Lewis. Yeah, and uh, then he trotted back. (laughs) Well, we don't talk
1: about that (laughs) bit. Come on, he played his part. Mitch did well, don't you reckon? He did. It took him a while. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Cozzy has a much more dominating presence, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he it's does. A, Mitch leads well, and he gets to the ball, and how many did he kick in the end? I think he kicked a couple. Yeah, uh, he just needs a bit more confidence coming from yeah. playing more footy. But Cozzy, I love how he demands the footy. Yeah,
0: Co- Cozzy has the... Uh, he's the exemplar of the physicality that yeah, I want to see in like this. brutish yeah. presence. He, yeah, he looks dangerous and formidable is probably the word. And that's something I'm still missing from Mitch Lewis at this time. But uh, he played his role. We we were talking about CJ. 26 touches at 80.8% disposal efficiency, a team high 490 metres gained, which was uh, almost double what he had last week. So I feel like he's back to his best in terms of accumulation of the footy and uh, actually using it and penetrating deep.
1: Yeah, well, there were also a couple of moments where he decided that he just put on a short pass and set up the play a little bit. Which was fantastic. I love seeing that. Yeah. Uh, CJ also has become a little bit of a get out of jail free card for the rest of the players. Yeah, yeah. When they don't know where to go, oh look, there's CJ. (laughs) Bang.
0: (laughs) Just kick it to the randomiser. Just handball it in his direction, and he generally uses his pace. He'll 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 generate something. He'll try and make something happen if you're at a loss. Uh, I, I loved that play of CJ delivering it to Mitch. It was that was a key highlight for the game? And did you see the boys get around him right afterwards? Yeah, it? yeah, that is great. It's it's a great team uh, team spirit, and they're all up and about at that stage. Oh, I loved it. Uh, what about Jarman MP as well off the back line? Nineteen touches at seventy eight point nine percent efficiency. Four hundred and fifty-two meters gained, so not bad as well. Mm, not quite exciting anymore, is he, just No, oh. <laughs> CJ's the new uh, flavour of the month. He, he's uh, he,
1: he's just doing it every week now. Jarman Impey, he's, looking he's looking back, very isn't good, he? and he's just drifting back with a flight of the ball yep. once or twice a game too. So a very courageous
0: player. Absolutely recaptured his mojo as Jarman Impey. And uh, look, we touched on him before, but Tim O'Brien, uh, eighteen touches, which is massive. For him, he does not usually accumulate that kind of footy. 11 of those contested possessions. Yeah. That that was second only to O'Meara. Gee. Who, who is a midfielder. Uh, three contested marks, seven intercepts, and one goal as well. Well, that's the big thing seven
1: intercepts. Now, the question would have been, because he's played back hmm. as well.
0: Yeah. And they chose Timmy to go back. They chose Timmy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good choice. Because well, he reads well, the flight of the ball very, very well. Sam Frost took some good grabs as well. Hardigan I was a bit, eh. well, he's against he his old club. Yeah, he makes me a bit nervous. Hardigan and and didn't have the greatest day, but uh, as you say, against his old club, might have been a bit tricky for him psychologically. Well, we saw what happened with Frost against yes. his old club. But very anyway. true. Very true. So, overall thoughts
1: on this game? Well, I mean, the atmosphere was very good. Yeah. The uh, the crowd went a bit quiet in the second quarter, <laughs> as you'd expect. But as soon as the comeback, we got a sniff of the comeback. Yeah. Eight points at three-quarter time or nine, whatever it was. Mm. They were right into it. Yeah, up and about. And although it's only three points, and I think our total winning margin for the year is, what, four? <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're, you know, it's just, it was good to be out there. we got some fantastic weather. Yeah. Bright sunshine. I've got a bit of a tan.
0: Yeah. Didn't I've expect still, that. I've still got my casper esque complexion, so that hasn't changed, listeners. <laughs> um no, it was a it was a really fun game. And and what did you make of um Cousins? Oh Cousins. Uh, well he was on the outer wing uh, the opposite wing to where
1: we were sitting, mm. but he seemed to be uh in and under and, and distributing the ball very well into the forward line, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um I think along with Wingard he was up there for our most inside fifties. And uh, there was we had a big problem with Seedsman for last large portions of the mm. match, which I think was Tom Phillips' man. Yeah, right. So I think Phillips was down in his output, but just a very good performance. Clarko didn't panic. He just mm. restructured. And I like that. Like you yep. say, a bit of maturity creeps into the game. And we look at St Kilda next week. Yes. Who are at a very low ebb. Mm. They got smashed by Port last night, didn't they? They did. Yeah, and it's a remarkable goal by um, Higgins, formerly oh, yeah. of Richmond. Yep, and absolutely no celebrations afterwards. So <laughs> and, and that's their first goal for the game in the first quarter. I think they only ended up kicking five. So they, were, well, they really should have celebrated it. That it was their chance.
0: A very strange game next week at Marvel, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, lots on the line. I'd say more for St Kilda than us. We're, we're, the, the expectation behind St Kilda was huge. Well, I think our ego,
1: our pride was pricked by that second quarter yesterday. I don't think yeah. I don't think we should skim over that at all. It, 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 that was awful. Ten goal quarter against you, you should never win no. from there, right? <laughs> uh, and you need to be finding leadership and maturity on the field during that run of goals against you yeah. to be able to stop that. Otherwise, uh, you're just not going to get any better.
0: That, that's becoming a problem. I mean, have we put together... We I don't think we have put together a four-quarter performance yet. Not really. There's always that one quarter that's an aberration. And it's just an avalanche of goals against us. I did like McGuinness when he
1: came on. Yeah? I thought he added something. A body round the round the ball. He, he didn't get too many touches, but... No, but that's not the point. He looked okay. Yeah, I, I think we've
0: seen with um, the way... Been,
1: there's been a lot of questions about McGuinness giving him a run with role at Box Hill.
0: Are we ever going to see anything out of the boy? Well, that's what I was going to say. His role at Box Hill has not been about accumulation to the footy. Mm. It's been about the physicality and playing a tagging role. And I think we got some of that. He was absolutely uh, poleaxed at one point and mm. got straight back up. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, no, he's <laughs> tough. He's tough. <laughs> uh, very good signs. Very good signs. Um, fills the, the squad with a lot of belief. There certainly was a lot of hugging and, and relief and
1: enjoyment in that win for the players. Yeah. Yeah, they they
0: thoroughly enjoyed that as a team. Yes, uh, which is good. Well, it's the only way that game gets won is with the team. When you're that far down, when you've been that comprehensively beaten in that second quarter, you have to climb back as a team. It has to be it has to be a comprehensive response. Yeah, you know. And I thought after the second quarter, it was fairly even in terms of our contribution across the board. I think everyone did play a good role. Now
1: they weren't the only winners. We had Box Hill win as well. After they were demolished by Casey last week, Box Hill turned up this week We uh, had about five players uh, come into the lineup including Harrison Pepper. yep and he got a number of touches sounded quite good on the radio. we were listening in the car driving from uh,
0: Lon- Lonnie, to, Lonnie
1: to Hobart yep.
0: listening to good old 3WBC. I love their enthusiasm. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We appreciate their coverage. I uh, don't know how they know so much about the VFL players of the other sides as it's, well. It's pretty comprehensive, isn't it? Uh, Box Hill, 17-10, 112, defeated Northern Blues, 8-8, 56. So Box Hill got uh, got smacked last week. And uh, this week, they've just uh, had a bit of a go themselves. they are going well, we're not taking this. We know what we're capable of. We saw it pre-season, so bang.
1: A big number jumps out to me. Uh-huh. 54. Big number from a big man. Ned Reeves, 18 touches, 5 inside 50s, 54 hit-outs. How much longer? Yeah, he's pressing
0: his case, isn't he?
1: Well, no Segler there. Yeah, Segler in the, in the seconds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's the main ruckman down there. And that is a dominant
0: display. The question of when for Reeves could equally be applied to uh, Emerson Jecker. When do you bring Jecker up? Because he can't be denied at this point. A standout display for Box Hill. Uh, 20 touches, 9 marks, kicked 5 2. Wow. That's another bag of 5 for Jekka. Yeah. The Jekka Express has left the station. The hype train is away, Tiz. Flick the switch. Oh, you think so? You really? Do you think he's going to pinch Mitch's spot? He could do. <laughs> he could. He could. I mean, that is. It has to be coming. I would not advocate for it this week. Necessarily, I'm not in a rush to bring Jecker into the side. I'm actually happy this this week in Tassie marked the uh the first occasion we had O'Brien, Cosie, and Lewis mm-hmm. all on the same side. Yeah. and I'm happy to give that trio another week. Right. So I'm not in a rush. But that being said, I mean, Jekar's just he's on fire. Like, how 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 much long can you keep this kid down? You have to give him some reward.
1: Mind you, there is a big change in level, isn't there, in the to the VFL. Yeah, well, there is. It's a big step up, which is accentuated by Connor Nash's stats.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. A point well made. Go on. 14 disposals and kick two. And a very good goal. Would <laughs> have been Would have been goal of the day if not for Jekyll. Yeah, it would. <laughs> from, the, from the boundary, from the nets. So, oh, jeez. i tell you what, he's got... He's got something. He's got
1: me frustrated. <laughs> anyway... Yeah. If he's good enough, he'll make it,
0: like the rest of them, generally. Yep, that's basically it. Uh, so Nash performing well down the VFL level again. Uh, so Box Hill looking good after a, a bit of a hiccup. First round hiccup where they got pantsed by Casey. Uh, back to their best against the Bull Ants. It was a very dominant display. After quarter time, they really just put the hammer down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going. Okay. Same here, same here. Uh, meanwhile, we actually had all three teams. All Hawthorne teams won. Uh, Hawthorne VFLW got back on the winner's list with a 16-point win over Williamstown to celebrate Meg Hutchins' 250th game in style. 250, tis. Yeah, and they came out like they weren't going to do anything but win yesterday. It's true, it's true. They, they held the dominance uh, on the scoreboard most of the day. And uh, this is interesting as well, with five changes. Uh, we had four outgoing to the Eastern Rangers in the NAB League. So you had this destabilizing turnover of players, but it did not matter. The team found a way anyway. They held the lead, as I said, most of the day, snapping a five-game losing streak. And uh, some of the coverage on the socials was just really heartwarming, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a massive effort, 250 games. Yeah, it's an incredible achievement. So here's to you. So we salute you, Mick Hutchins. Uh, we need to uh, well, we, we need to catch our flight, so we need to wrap this up very quickly. But um, looking ahead, as you mentioned, Sinkilda Hawthorne, what, what sort of changes are we looking at here? Because we've got two injuries to, to consider that I can count. Uh, Shorty Burgoyne, who I think had an ankle injury Yes. Yeah, looked like he rolled the ankle. Uh, so that might be a couple of weeks for an old fellow like him. Yeah, and fair enough. Uh, do you think Finn McGuinness retains his spot? Probably based on not. That? No. No, I wouldn't necessarily say so. Uh, just who you bring in is um, an interesting point. I have to look at that one during the week and, and look at... The reports from Sammy Mitchell from Box Hill. Well, judging by where Burgon was playing, surely Greaves would be looked at. Yeah. Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, Tyler Brockman as well, apparently injured in the VFL. Yeah. Well, we don't know the extent of that, but it didn't sound too good. Um, well, we're hearing it's a knee, but there was no indications that it was your serious ACL sort of thing. No. But uh, but look, we're, we're waiting for reports as well. So we've heard murmurs about it. That's about it. But... So you got those two injuries there. It's a shame for Tyler. I, I would have liked to have seen him back in the seniors sooner rather than later. Really? Sort of taken Moore out? Didn't see enough yesterday? Or I Hanrahan? Was, or? Yeah. Hanrahan, Moore, and Morrison, I think, all had fairly sketchy games. Okay. They, they, they can all do a lot better than they did yesterday. Well, that- that's
1: true. Yeah, I thought Morrison, I, he was on the far side, but I figured he took a couple of very nice marks, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Looking forward to the w- replay
0: anyway. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's one to watch back. Except for that st- that second quarter, we can just skip past that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they recorded that anyway, did they? <laughs> anyway, there was something in that for everybody. I Suppose there was. Yeah, and how did you find your, your Tassie experience? Oh,
1: it's uh, it's very picturesque down here. Um, so we got off the flight, went straight to cataract gorge yeah we've got the cruise Mm -hmm. to cataract gorge which apparently it's like it's a little bit of a what would you say it's a it's a double blind isn't it because it's not actually the cataract gorge you will go to if you drive to it it's a different part of the cataract gorge double blind cataracts very good (laughs) (laughs) go on i would have to underline it for the listeners (laughs) um but that bloke Giving the lecture series. Oh, the the lecture series. It was just a tour. Well, he didn't shut up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, first site for anesthesia in
0: Australia. Yes, and and for x-rays as well. X-rays, sewerage. Yes, introducing fluoride. The first state to introduce fluoride into the water. And
1: uh, my favourite fact... Because mm-hmm. he showed us the dredger, which they still haven't managed to get rid of. It's just rusting on the side. But he made a big deal of it. This is a five-minute spiel. Yep. We learned that they had been dredging that part of the river uh-huh. for fifty years. Yep. Just pulling up the silt, taking about two k's up up the up the river mouth. Yeah. Towards the mouth and uh, letting it all back in. Apparently, after fifty years, they worked out there was no net result. <laughs> Because the tide would bring it all back in that evening. Which I love. Which I
0: absolutely love. 50 years, no net result. What is this, (laughs) St. (laughs) Kilda? Oh, man. That was your favourite fact of the day, wasn't it? It was. You loved it. Yeah. The futility of it. Yeah. And the (laughs) fact that they kept the boat. (laughs) (laughs) The futility of it really tickled you. It was good to see. Uh I suppose, in a sense, the footy portion of this podcast is slowly dissolving away as we talk more about our trip. Oh, but in terms of the pl- the people that uh, turned up for the
1: game, the supporters were nice. Very oh, absolutely. Very- uh, happy to talk and oh
0: we uh, met up with uh andrew weiss and his son andrew weiss of the uh golden years podcast which is a, a nice little rendezvous yeah. and oh. uh, after the game as well which should be said not at half time which would have
1: been... even after that
0: heart stopper there they're going bmx biking up the mountains i was like wow <laughs> it's more adventurous than us uh we did wind up uh briefly at the park hotel though just in time to see a a very um where are you going with this he he was well
1: okay so luke hodge he is a prince among men the way he went through
0: that crowd getting a photo with everybody he was beaming luke hodge was for whatever reason because i don't he wasn't part of the commentary team because fox footy were doing it okay so luke hodge was down in tassie right and i presume watching the game because he was right nearby at the park hotel near the ground afterwards and uh i mean the reception yeah the warmth in the room and people say oh gee oh gee it's just and he loved it he's he up, yeah like it what it, well, he didn't have the sort of expression as he was leaving that was like oh boy all right I need to get out of here he, did, he almost didn't want to leave he was taking photos all the way on the way out very charming and and generous that's what very it is, generous. it's a generosity. It yeah. is, it is. I Like, I make
1: it out like and, it's... And I do like how they didn't abuse his generosity, too. They were very yeah. nice, to him. they said, is it all right? And nearly everybody says it's all right. Yeah, and no, it was a very Considering how game. late after the game it was, I thought that was particularly uh, applaudable.
0: Yeah, we, we had time to go off and do other stuff, and then, <laughs> then finally make our way back to the Park Hotel, and then he was still there. So, no, it was, it was a really good sight, and uh, apparently Vanders was there as well. I didn't get sight yeah, of Vanders, yeah. but I was told he was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jeffrey uh, didn't make the trip, but uh, he
1: was at the women's game. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. There's a good photo of him congratulating Meg Hutchins. Oh, great. As she's chaired off. Yep. Uh, Reeves was down in Tassie, though. Oh, yes. You uh, yeah. spotted him on your flight.
0: Yeah, I spotted him before we boarded in Melbourne. And uh, very hard to miss. He is a tall man, as you would as well expect. But uh, yeah, he was uh, representing, for it, looking very dapper. He looks like a CEO. Yeah, I didn't have any uh, notables on my flight, uh,
1: apart from a whole lot of people wearing the Hawthorne uh,
0: face masks. Oh, yeah, the face masks, right. I did feel a little bit, you know, FOMO. I don't know if I mentioned to you, mate, but uh, my way into Melbourne Airport, right, and we're all over the shop with our stories here, these little tidbits, but the way into Melbourne Airport, uh, I got to Southern Cross Station, and uh, there's a guy in front of me, uh, it was probably about a good 20 metres in front of me, and he held the lift for me at Southern Cross Station. I thought, that's nice. So I got into the lift, and he's standing in front of me, and I see that he's got a crow's backpack. Oh, did he fart? <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought to myself, yeah, it's pretty decent of you to hold the lift. I still is hope you wrong? have a shocking oh, weekend. Oh, come on. I hope you have a shocking weekend. <laughs> Very petty like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the other thing was, that when I actually got to Melbourne Airport... Uh, he was with me. The I think he was on my flight. He was with me the entire way. We could not get rid of each other. But the other people I saw. It is funny how that happens. You'll be flying somewhere ages away, yeah. and yet you'll see the same face at the oh, other end. He kept on popping up. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. I reckon we're literally on the same flight to the same place. Uh, some people who are on a completely different flight. Uh, the North Melbourne Footy team passed me as I was waiting to board. Yeah, don't do this. Who's that? Who's that? James Stevenson. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, you shouldn't verbalise that, Chief. Oh, I wasn't saying it aloud. <laughs> not that rude. Although that is a psychological edge right there for Fredo. Uh
1: anyway, we got them in a couple of weeks. You'll be you'll be
0: well, rampant for that. That'll be oh, Well, it's it's part excitement, part nervousness because I'd really do not want to drop a game to North.
1: They still they still haven't
0: won, have they? I don't think they have. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. A bit more optimism than me. But that's been the theme of the weekend. You've been up and about. I've kind of been, like, a bit cautious. <laughs> it's just... This is just who Except we are. Except when it came to ordering seafood and you were straight in there. Yeah, well, you got wet in Rome or when in the drunken admiral. Yeah. In pretty Hobart. Pretty it? was pretty good. Well, you know, we, we kind of... We got burned by our earlier food choices the night before. We went to the uh, original, and so we
1: ate breakfast, and then didn't eat until
0: dinner. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, we we went, we frequented the original charcoal oh, chicken. Oh, it's and, awful! Uh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, almost fossilized birds. <laughs> it was the the, the the outer layer was impenetrable, uh, like I'm trying to get to the Earth's core. Oh, wow! It was. Uh, I mean, it's called the original. Obviously, they've improved upon it elsewhere. <laughs> It was uh, absolutely shocking. So yes, of course, when we got to the Drunken Admiral, I went famished overboard, yeah. and I was famished. I went overboard, and uh, yeah, that was the that was the largest dessert as well I've had in my life. Yeah, that was good fun to watch you try to feed, get all the way through there, and I did. You did actually, and I feel the shame of it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, well ends well, mate. I mean, you know, this has been a trip of uh, yeah. Thoroughly you know, can recommend this trip. Yeah, fun. yeah, we had our own uh, like little personal ups and downs, like the Charcoal Chicken, for instance. But in terms of a broad recommendation for, for a footy trip down to Tassie, the sights are spectacular. Ah, uh, uh, there's there's no cues. No, no cues. Really recommend a Hawthorne win. That caps off the weekend nicely. Yeah, i nicely. tell you what,
1: yeah. Getting, getting some crap reviews at half-time this place. <laughs>
0: Gave Utah's five stars on Google Maps. <laughs>
1: yeah, did, I Did sure, you,
0: Did you enjoy your visit? Well, I did, as yeah, a matter Hawthorne
1: of fact. Hawthorne won. Yeah, as a- <laughs> <laughs> that was my comment.
0: I'm sure the uh, all, all the tourists will appreciate that. Oh, well, if Hawthorne win, it's five stars. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you've got to incentivise it, don't you? You do. You do. Um, I reckon that'll just be about it, mate. We have to concentrate on uh, actually getting to the airport and getting home. You're cleaning that car. Cleaning that car. After you dropped all the Smith's chips in it. That's a blatant lie. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we talk about something else? Just put it out to the listeners. Okay. One word. Maccas. What about it? All right. So, no. No, uh, no. No, come on. This
1: is the greatest drive-by of all time. A drive-by? I drive, drive through This is the greatest drive-in <laughs> of all
0: time. Right. Okay. Listeners can see what they make of this.
1: All right, well, we'll just role play. Yeah. Well, I, I, we, we, I'm driving into okay. Maccas, and right. I go, you're going to have a big meal? What, you know, We what are we doing?
0: Okay, first of all, let, let's just put it out to the listeners. Maccas was your idea. Okay. It was, you're, you're in the driver's seat. I don't really know where we're going. You've decided, let's head off. Let's make the most of the evening after the win. Let's just do something. Let's get in the car and just see what we come up with. Chuck the drone up Yeah well eventually when we get to a location Chuck the drone up Get some magnificent footage Etc etc Our first stop About two minutes From our place <laughs> Is Macca's yeah. I, I'm unaware that this is part of the plan It's not a but pl- no, It wasn't part of the plan It's on, okay. a, on the fly So we're turning into Macca's mm. And you're like Do you want something? And I was like Oh we're getting You're getting dinner And you're like uh, I'm not really that hungry So I've just, just filled up with that really cold coke i had as i left the house yes that's right you did say that you were full from the cold coke that you had from the fridge back at the house so i go oh well I'm, <laughs> I, I don't want to be the only one to eat i don't want to eat in front of you did the as the end of the podcast haven't ended we faded it out yet? no this will be the final story right, before, okay. we, before we sign off <clears throat> i have to get to the social media stuff too so, so you're in this a little bit longer i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, you know, knowing that you're not going to be eating, because you're full from the, the icy cold can of Coke that you consumed moments earlier, uh, I thought, well, I won't go overboard. I, won't, I don't want to eat in front of him, and I'll keep it relatively modest. Uh, we get to the drive-thru, small cheeseburger meal for me, thanks. And it's then that you order, what, what was your order, would you say? Enormous? No, it's just a normal order. Of what I would normally have. A double quarter pounder meal is not on the regular menu. You have to really ask for it. I saw the photo.
1: <laughs> I saw the photo. I thought, you know what? I can have that. I mean, it...
0: he's having a meal. Done. Oh, so I've enabled you in that sense. I've I've opened the door. I've held it open. You've walked through for a double quarter pounder. I mean, listeners can see my frustration. So my order's been placed already. i got an immediate shaking of the head. <laughs> I'm having a, a small cheeseburger meal and you're having a feast. You yep. should be sheep Yeah, everything about you right now screams sheepishness and it, and it should scream sheepishness. I, I think I can't see the dilemma.
1: I think it's fine. And I didn't I, have I was, dinner and was, then you did later. I was
0: hoodwinked. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I didn't love it. Honestly, <laughs> I was annoyed. I was annoyed by that. Uh, anyway, we should get to some social media stuff. Uh, Two hundred and eighty-six ratings on the Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate that support. That's enormous. Uh, Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod. you can find us over there, surging towards 2,600 followers, which is a massive milestone, so help us out there and join up, uh, you can join our Facebook family as well, facebook.com slash Hawk Pod. a very passionate community over there, Instagram, now so much over this weekend was posted to our stories, uh, we might make it available eventually, I know stories are kind of um, temporary, as it were, but we oh, can, okay. can make them permanent posts, uh, I'll see what we've got, we, we took a hell of a lot of photos and visions, so... Uh, we'll see what we've got uh, backed up search Hawk Talk Podcast to find us on Instagram and Patreon is a big one jump on board support the show uh, your level of support has made a trip like this happen and it's been magnificent uh, for us and for all the Hawks fans and everyone following us so uh, thank you so much for your support patreon.com slash Pod.
1: Yeah, do you want a cold coat from the fridge before we go to Macca's or not
0: well if there's anything I've learned is that a cold coat does not fill you up so I'll be fine to go to Macca's after that mate oh yeah absolutely fine unbelievable <laughs> we are a happy team at all